guys, more team. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast, here's Arden Caleb. Oh, breaking news, hot off the press. According to Elliot Friedman, Michael Furlan is a Vancouver Canuck or is about to sign a contract with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, we should talk about Josh Levo also getting signed to a one-year deal. A couple signings uh, for the Utica Comets as well could mean a few things about how the Canucks feel about certain players. Uh, Brock Besser still hasn't had an extension yet. Uh, let's start with Furlan, though. Caleb Kirby. Huge. As you know. <clears throat> Crazy. Not just Friedman anymore, man. Multiple sources are saying that Furlan's coming here. And uh, 3.5 per year on a four-year deal. Total $14 million. Now, we knew Jim Benning was interested in getting another top six forward. Not just JT Miller. Another top six forward. He, I think he said that multiple times. He had. And yeah. is Michael Furlan a top six forward? a great question he's only reached uh, 20 goals in his career once with the flames i think that was two seasons ago showed some potential last year though 17 goals i think over 50 points with uh carolina there um i like Furlan, man i mean i hated him when we played him in 2015 and he like single-handedly wrecking balled like two of our most effective players in alex burrows and kevin biexa but he was an absolute like he he whipped the shit out of us in that series and I think Furlan does a lot of things well. Like, he will shed him with anybody. He's not scared. Brings a physical presence to this team that we need more of. Hell of a skater. And, I mean, even with this deal, he's going to be like 30 pretty much when it's up. I think this deal is good for the Canucks. And I, I, I think Furlan is the guy who can get it done for us and hopefully, you know, score 20 goals or score over 20 goals. I think a big part of it is who he's gonna who he is going to play with, right? Yeah, so where does he slot in on the top six? Now we got JT Miller and him in the mix. Yeah. Because we know Patterson and Bur and Besser and Horvat are the other guys that are going to be up there. Well, we've been top talking about top six for a while, but I, I almost look at this as a top nine situation now, really. Because, I mean, the Canucks have a, n enough depth in their top nine that I think we're going to have three lines that can score. Right, and that's a matter of of guys like Barchi, Vertanen, Levo, all moving up and down in this top nine piece, along with Miller and Furland, and and I think that's a good thing, right? Like we don't have two checking lines anymore. This is a big get in for Vancouver, in my opinion. Yeah. The only major question mark with this is Furland's had uh, concussion history, injury history, and you know he's going to need to be healthy and. I mean, I don't mind the term for the amount of money we're paying them. It's not like we're handcuffed, really, for the amount of money that the Canucks are, are giving them. Because but... Canucks, for whatever reason, are in cap trouble. Yeah. You know? Which is crazy. Well, we got like 30 players on the books, though, right? Yeah. Like, we got a lot of guys on the books. And, and we've been talking about this for weeks on this podcast is addition by subtraction. Yeah. And, and Benning is going to have to get creative with how he's going to ship some of these guys out, Yeah, because right? we have a lot of guys in that bottom six now. Like, you got Goldobin sitting there. You got Vertanen sitting there. You got Sutter sitting there. You got Louis Erickson sitting there. Yeah. You got Roussel. You got Beagle. Like Sutter. Uh, Sutter. You got, I said Sutter. You got Mott. Yeah. I think Mott's probably, you can pencil him in right away in the fourth line, you know, and probably Beagle as yeah, well. Yeah, I think so too. But other guys, like, where does Sutter and where, you know, where does Goldobin fit on this team? Where does Erickson fit? Erickson can't be here. 
the four guys to me that I think Benning is at least going to try and move are Goldobin, Schaller, Louie, and Sutter. I don't know what you do with Goldobin. He's a restricted free agent. I don't know if you try and sweeten a deal when you're getting Louie out of here. Eat some of that contract. Trade him to a team that needs to reach that cap floor and throw in uh, Goldobin as a sweetener. Mm. That's kind of what I would, I would look to do. is a sweetener. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, you that. might have to throw. You might have to throw more. Yeah, you know, it Adam might have to be, another guy. Yeah, we didn't, it might we have to be Goldobin, like uh, a pick, and Louis to get those guys out of here. I don't mind that. I think Goldobin has. I like Goldobin, but I like he's one of those guys. If if we got to move a player to get Louis out of here between guys that other teams would potentially want, other teams are going to want Godet and Vertanen. Right. Yeah. But if you if if it's between Godet, Vertanen, and Goldobin to move Louie out of here, who do you pick to throw in? I for me, it's Goldobin all day. Yeah. The guy was playing top six minutes last year, didn't produce. Yeah. Right. Vertanen can easily play in this top nine. He can play, you know, fourth line minutes How if they want. How upset is this market going to be if Jim Benning has to ship out Godet or Vertanen to get rid of and a pick? To get rid of Louis Erickson. I think with Godet and Vertanen, you don't necessarily need to ship out a pick. I think with a guy like Goldobin, you might have to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd be pissed if we moved Godet or Vertanen. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think Jake is going to blossom. I really do. And I know we've been saying this for years, but, like, I don't think he is. I still think he has potential. He showed that last year, that he still has potential to blossom into something. And his, it seems like he's on the right track mentally. Yeah, which is one of the biggest things that's been holding him back, in my opinion. And then, yeah, Gaudet just shows signs that he can be an a, an efficient player in you know a third line center role. Goldobin got so much rope last year to be given that chance to be in the top six, and I think if you got to get rid of Louis, you're probably going to have to eat some of that money, trade out a guy like Goldobin, perhaps a pick. Here's a question for you: Bringing in a guy like Furlan. Like, what does this say to Jake Vertanen, though? Like, I just... Step like, your game up, kid. Yep, Vertanen's just like, it's not, he's like, and you brought in Miller as well, and just all these guys, because Vertanen and Gaudet are two guys that are probably trying to crack that top six, right? And I think they will, but I also think it's in, these signings are also insular with a question mark on your roster, like Sven Berchi, man. Sven, Sven Berchi could easily be a top six player on this team, but he's injured a lot. Yeah. Right? I think this is his last kick at the can on the Canucks to try and have a healthy year where he can put up some numbers consistently and not be constantly in and out of the lineup. That's the one thing that's holding Sven back. I mean, if, if Sven comes and, and has a great season that isn't hampered by injuries or anything like that, who knows how this top six is going to shake out, right? I just It just worries me that Furlan is going to come in and get these minutes that Vertanen needs to get to get to that next level. I don't know? necessarily think that Vertanen is going to get screwed, though. If you put him on a third line, if he's... Okay, not if you put him on a third line. If he earns, you know, to be on that third line or even more, that's up to Jake Vertanen. And this should motivate him more more so than anything else if he stays here. Like, that's my biggest concern now is, you know, what are we going to do to ship out Louis Sutter, Schaller, those are the three guys I would say I want gone. I don't necessarily want Goldobin gone, but I think he's a sweetener that we could add in a deal. Sweetener. I laugh when you say that. I don't think he's there's anything sweet about him. I think people see potential in him. People are always looking Do they? He's been people moved. are always looking he's... for a potential like 
scorer on any team. I'm not saying that giving Goldobin along with one of those guys is going to make or break a trade because you probably will have to add something else, but we have too many players. Those are easily the four up and forward that I would consider getting rid of. And don't forget that Roussel is still on injured reserve, and he's going to have to come back and make a spot, which is going to bump another guy out. Yeah. I right? mean, Josh Levo, a guy who's going to be fighting for a spot, just signed a one-year deal, yeah. $1.5 and he's a guy that can move up and down the lineup. It's it's kind of clear the type of player that that Benning likes and wants to bring in. These guys that can move up and down the lineup. Yeah. It's pretty clear that's what he's looking for, right? Yeah. And I think is that is that does that make things easier on Travis Green? Like I think does those are the type of the players that Travis Green likes? I don't know. I think the Canucks realized that they had a bottom six last year that just wasn't good enough of offensively. And and to be honest, probably wasn't good a lot of enough a lot of the times defensively. And they need more numbers. They need more offense from this team. So they're trying to make a roster that is more bolstered as far as scoring and everything else to to get this team over the hump, you know? And bigger, right? Like, Furlan adds size on this team. JT Miller adds size on this team. Like, this team isn't going to get pushed around as much as we had seen in the in the previous years. They're so it'll be more entertaining, too, yeah. I think, because Furlan is an entertaining guy. Yeah. He is. Nah, he's awesome. We've seen that. He's like an old school wrestler from like the Attitude Era. You know, he just goes in there and he lays wood on guys. Like he 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 will hack you. He will slash you. He will drive you into the boards. Like man, when he's healthy, he's an impact player on any team. It's not just about goals and assists with him. Yeah, and and that like same thing could be said for a guy like Antoine Roussel. You know, like when he returns, he's a difference maker. He made a difference in a few games last year, right? Yeah. So to have these types of players potentially in that top nine is fantastic. And I think it's a good move uh, by Benning overall. According to Puckpedia, the Furlan four-year $3.5 million cap hit with the Canucks breakdown is this. Year one, $2.5 million, $2 million signing bonus, no movement clause in the first year. Uh, year two, $3 million salary, no movement clause. Years three and four for year three, $3.75 million in salary, a modified no trade. And also a modified no trade in year four with a two point seven five million cap hit. How does that make you feel? I think it's fine. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good to me. You got a problem with it? No, I don't have a problem with it at all. I'm I'm ready, man. Yeah. I know it's all right. It's only what, like July tenth, but like I'm I'm ready. ready for game one. I'm right? ready, man. I'm I'm feeling it. Yeah. We also heard uh, this week about how much tickets will cost to the preseason game in Victoria, here at Save on Foods Memorial Center. Oh, hold on. Hello, everyone. The lunch lady's at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Thank you. The lunch lady brought anything good today. I kind of want to visit the lunch lady today, man. I'm starving Marvin over here. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, We got work to do. Yeah, we got work to do. We got a podcast to do, Art. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I was saying about the the, the tickets, uh, $66 for club tickets, like $66.40, and then like $50 and then $44 or something for the next lower tiers does that seem expensive to you it's gonna sell it's gonna sell a little bit yeah yeah because we're watching split it's split split squads yeah it does seem a little expensive yeah you know uh the workouts and stuff five dollars though just to go in there and hang out so well we're we're just gonna get our media passes and stroll in like a couple of bosses anyways right are we gonna get media passes oh yeah between the stammers filing in yeah well royals too right um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I it's think separate. that'll work. You think it'll work? Yeah, I think it'll work. 
Hmm. I did it. I I used the pass one time to get into that other that other game, and okay. it wasn't an issue. Okay. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna see some of these battles. Uh, couple of Utica signings. You were you got those? Plus, we'll just say hi to Chuck, and he'll be like, "Oh, hey guys," and just let yeah. us walk right by him. I don't know. Chuck still acts like he doesn't know me. I'm like, I've seen you've seen me over and over again. Do you say hi? I do say. You hi, gotta yeah. say hi. And then he loves you. Well, I didn't know his name was Chuck. Oh yeah, you gotta say Chuck. So there's the problem. Acknowledge him, man. <laughs> he's uh, a gatekeeper. He's a gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, quickly, just uh, back to figuring out this puzzle piece here. Um, there's been some news saying that Louis gonna get his bonuses paid out. Mm, right, um, okay. come July fifteenth. Yeah. So I mean, we may see a, a Louis trade that soon, and I think that might be something that's keeping him back from going to some of these teams on the cap floor. And I hope, uh, I hope. Well, they're going to have to retain some of his salary. Yeah, in 100%. Whatever, yeah, whatever trade they make. But I mean, like, it's not that bad for a team to be paying him. I think if the, even if the team Canucks retain part of his salary, if the Canucks were to, like, retain $3 million of his salary, the other team's only paying him, like, one point five per year on average because all the bonuses and everything will be all paid out by then. So it's not that bad. It's really like a, a team could take a gamble on Louis Erickson. Yeah, I wonder what team would take a gamble on him. He just was so bad last year and the year before, and the injuries are so there. Yeah. Well, it, it almost feels. I think the Canucks have like thirty players on this roster. We're supposed to be twenty three, twenty three man roster, and it's just like this money has to come off the books regardless somehow, and um. Like, we're going to find a way to to be able to afford Besser. Like, there's no two ways about that. I, I don't think the Canucks are in any trouble there. You know, like, I don't think they're going to go ahead and make a Furland signing without knowing that they're going to have the money to, re, to re-up Besser. That just seems, like, totally crazy to me that any team would operate like that, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, again, like, even if we do retain some money on Louis, I don't have a problem with that. I think getting Sutter out of here would be a good idea. I also think a guy we haven't talked about potentially getting out of here is Tanev. You know, yeah, because there was a lot of reports this week yeah. about Tanev and uh, Sutter being up on the market yeah. to, to clear cap space. Well, I I think it's totally doable, and there's a, a lot of teams still that look for a right-handed defenseman, and that's what Tanev is, right? And you know, Canucks got Fantenberg back there; they got Biega back there. You know, Ben can play both sides. Jordy Ben can play both sides. Um, I still expect you levity to make that jump. So it's 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 interesting. I think the Canucks a, do have what a fascinating do have some options here. It's going to be yeah in pre-se- and preseason and everything like that because yeah. you've got a lot of question marks on the back end and a lot of question marks up front. A and, lot of question. And marks. there are teams that are short on guys right now, like just short on roster players and short on depth guys that are just like that maybe cap strapped that are going to be taking looks. At uh, a guy like Schaller, especially, right? Like yeah. he's like 1.9. I think he could easily go somewhere without any trouble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like pumped, but I'm also like kind of scared about how we're going to get rid of Louie more so than anything else. Yeah, it, it's a scary, scary proposition if you have to give up something pretty good just to get rid of this contract. Oh, it pisses, pisses me off. Yeah. A uh, couple signings in Utica. You have those? Oh yeah, like uh, well, they we we uh, got Francis Perron, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, and uh, he's he's a depth signing. I read a pretty interesting article on him, like when he was playing in the queue, and just how potentially he kept getting better and better, and then his numbers kind of cratered when he originally went to the 
to the A, and it was a faster game. Apparently he, he had a really good year in the A, though. Yeah, year, he had a good right? year in the A last year, but his first two years in the A were kind of tough. But uh, there's a lot of people who see potential in him, right? And I think this is a good signing for Utica. He can uh, he can do a lot of things. He's a good skater. So I'm happy about that. And then I'm happy with the Rafferty-Tevis stuff. I think that's great. Both D-men that the uh, Canucks signed and are probably going to start out in Utica. And I think that says also something about uh, the futures of perhaps Guillaume Breezeball and Jalen Chatfield, who are both going to be uh, restricted free agents at the end of this year. I think they've kind of had their look maybe down in Utica, and this is their, their final kick at the can, you know? It was good to see Breezeball at least come up here last year yeah, he, and, got, he and, got a little bit. And yeah. play for a couple games. Got a little you know? yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the other guys, like Rafferty got a game, Tevis got a game, Sautner got a few games. I think Sautner's ahead of all these guys just as far as a steady Eddie um, third-pairing defenseman, right? But Utica looks like it's shaking out to be half-decent as well. Oh, and uh, Reed Boucher, right? Yeah, Reed Boucher, who was just stellar, I guess, last year in the – AHL, so yeah, he's gonna get a a real look at making this team as well. Let's just get another player in there, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he looks like he'd be a top six player. He would have to be a top six player, I think. You can't really put him down in the checking role. Who Boucher? Yeah, for Utica all day. No, not Utica. I don't think I don't think Boucher is gonna see another sniff you, in the NHL. You don't think so? On the Canucks? Oh, really? No. I don't. Right, I don't. I, I just I I don't think there's a spot here for him. I think he's an AHL special. You know. Because just like you said, if you're going to move him up here, you got to put him in the top six, and I don't think he's got the the tools to play that up here. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, other Canucks news. Uh, what's going on with Brock Besser? Oh, Towelgate? You want to talk about Towelgate? Some of those pictures of Brock Besser out on uh, the lake there covering up his left arm. People in Canucks Nation just went absolutely crazy thinking he was wearing like a sling and – uh, you know, think he had broken something either in his shoulder or his arm or, you know, needed surgery. All sorts of rumors. It was funny. I, like, saw a couple pictures um, with, like, the parts of the towel circled being like, you can see the sling through the towel here. Oh, my and, God. And uh, there's a lot of funny overreaction. And I think some of it, too, was in jest. But there's a few pictures of Besser wearing these towels over his arms. And everybody was really worried about it. But... Of course, the Beauty League comes through again and announces that Besser will be playing in his first game. I think it was this week, at the end of this week, in the Beauty League. So it seems like he's uh, good to go. He's good to go. Uh, no extension yet, though. What, do, what? Have we heard anything on that? No, no, not really. I mean, I, and who knows what's going to happen? I, I guess, like, we're at this point where the subtraction needs to happen before this Besser deal basically gets done, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the Canucks could maybe try and squeeze something out in the round realm of, like, $6 million, But, like, the only way they're going to be able to afford that is because of Roussel's on his IR, and it, that money's not going to count. So yeah. it's like, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think Roussel's going to be the guy who gets shipped out regardless. But, like, we got we to gotta ship some somebody out in order to make this deal go down. Yeah. So here it is. Sutter, Louis Erickson, get the fuck out. Yeah. That's well, I mean, there's a few guys. What you, uh, Goldobin at this point, like, because you haven't spoke on it very much, would you re-sign him? He's an RFA. We have his rights. Would you re-sign him, or would you try and maybe package him in a deal or just let him walk? I'd let him walk. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's over. 
Yeah. I think it's over for him. Here. If if you had the opportunity to just let him walk or trade his rights away, wouldn't you trade his rights away? I guess so, yeah, but I don't I don't I just still I'm if you say sweetener, I mean that's a little packet. Little little packet. A tiny packet? A tiny, tiny packet. Aspartame? Yeah. And barely sugar. S- Splenda? Nothing that's good for you. <laughs> say that right now. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, I think you're a little harder on him than I am. I I, I still think he's got some mitts and he's still got some uh, appeal to a team that is looking for something like that. Yeah, you know, I'm not one of those Canuck fans who um overvalues what he has. You know, yeah, I'm, I was never one of those. You know, trade this and this and get their best player. You you're know? Ne- you're yeah. and you're not. Well, a cool- what was it, Mason Raymond? Let's trade Mason Raymond and. Uh, there was someone else in that. But it, all, the name would always come up in trade deals yeah. to try and get, like, you know, the other team's best player. How often did that come up? Yeah, yeah, it came up quite a bit. Yeah, and I'm not, um, yeah, Nikolai Goldovin had 27 points in 63 games. I guess it's not terrible. Right? Yeah, it wasn't terrible. But a lot of those are, like, you know, playing with PD and stuff. Benefactor of yeah. some PD stuff, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think there's a team out there that would, would go after him if you were to throw him in a deal like that, throws rates in a deal like that. Right. Um. Yeah, so what do you think, man? Like, looking at this roster, I kind of ri- wrote it down there. Um. Do you think it's a marked improvement? Like, are you on this on this wagon as much as, like, some of, other, some of the other people in Canucks Nation are? I think that this still only works if the big three are everything we need them to be. And I'm talking like at least, like all three of them have to score over 70 points. And that means PD, Horvat, Besser. I think everything else looks a lot better, but it only it'll only matter if those big three score over 70 points. That's is, how we're going to make the playoffs. Is this a playoff team? When you look at it now, if they score, if those three guys score over seventy points, over seventy, each of them have to go yeah. over seventy. Yeah. I don't think they need that I think much, so. I but think they so. do. Like they do need to get close to there. All of them need to get very close. Look to at that. any any look that at mark. any other NHL playoff team last year. Yeah, I think we need more points from the back end. In my, in my honest opinion, and yeah. I think we've shored that back end up quite well. And I I really like it up front, dude. This definitely is a far deeper team the back end is way better way better yeah and that's like but still edler and edler and tanev are they going to be healthy they're probably not going to have the edler's not going to be as good as he was last year he's just not no i agree with that this is not going to happen uh well and who knows what we're gonna he's get not gonna tanev. put up the same numbers because hopefully he's not going to be on that goddamn power play yeah. getting secondaries yeah Tanev like, can't get any worse. The guy didn't really play last year. Yeah. So maybe he will be better. Uh, and if then, he's still here. Yeah. And Stetcher, you know, if he takes another step, fucking awesome. And Hughes is still has to be everything we want him to be. Hughes is has got to be the guy back team? there. I think we're we're knocking on the door, just like last year. We're knocking on the door, but a little bit closer this year. I think they're a playoff team. I know you do. I but really still, do. This this comes down to Petey, Brock. Horvat, are they going to light the world on fire? I think they have to. I don't think the pressure is on Horvat as, as as much as it is with Petey and Besser to really get it done. I think we've surrounded Horvat with enough insular players that he is going to put up more points yeah. and he's going to play well. But I think these insular players like Pearson, Miller, uh, Furland, like all these guys are 
are going to do better for us than a lot of people people expect. Yeah. I thought Pearson was so good for us last okay. year. I like the Levo deal, man. Yeah. I think Berchi, man, if he's healthy, he's in the top six. Like right. He can play that, no problem. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Um, so to me, we have nine, our top nine is better than it's been since we've missed the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like I, I think this top nine is better than the top nine. And th- that was the top nine with the Sedins in it in 2015. I think this is a better That's top nine. That's the one that lost that. to the Flames the in Flames. the first round. Yeah. yeah. I think we have everything here to make the playoffs. We have the speed. We have the size. We have the grit. We you have know, the goaltending? We have the goaltending, finally. We have the defense. The only question mark to me, uh, more so than anything, is are we going to get enough points from the back end to have a legitimate scoring threat from there? Because we haven't had that since Sammy Sallow. And the power and play has had to that, be that better. Was inconsistent. And that's another reason why I say the big boys there, Petey, Brock, Horvat, those guys have to deliver on the power play. Yeah, They have to score a lot of goals. That, like You look at any team that makes the playoffs. Their studs are scoring over 70 points. Yeah. We need that. We need I, it. Dude, like, not a bad move, though, from Benning to get these guys who can be net front presences there. Yeah. Furland is one of those guys who can get in front of the net, muck it up. That was my one of my major complaints of last season is that we didn't have a guy to take that role. Levo came in. He did all right. Furland is going to be an up- upgrade there. JT Miller is going to be an upgrade there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... But you get the point that I'm making. Yeah. As much as all these are like nicer, insular, you know, like help out those guys, and they will, this still comes down to are those guys ready to make the next step, to take the next step? Because that's how you're going to make the playoffs. That's how you're going to make the playoffs. I think think that goes without saying, right? It it doesn't go without saying. Quinn Hughes is another guy who needs to be that, uh, you know, number one QB on the power play. Yeah, he but, has to be. Yeah. He has to turn into that guy. Yeah, are they ready? I don't think that's uh, that goes without saying, though. Yeah, it does. It goes without saying? Yeah. It goes without saying the, you're, that you're, they're going to be better. Your best players have to be your best night in, night out. That's like the biggest sports analogy of all time. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. What I mean is it goes without saying that they're going to get better. I don't think that's the case. You don't think they're going to get better? Well, I don't, no, I don't think it's a given. Well, what's Horvat year in, year out? He's improved year in, year out, year in, year out. Brock Besser last year, most complete we've ever seen him towards the end of the season. Yeah. PD's played in the NHL one year, but he looks like a generational talent. Yeah. Quinn Hughes played what, four games? Yeah. You know, barring some crazy freak circumstance, I think all these players are going to take a step. Okay. And they're surrounded by players that can help them. Yeah. I think this team is ready. Okay. I, I do. Okay. I hope you're right, and I hope uh, those guys take it to the next level because if they take it to the next level, the Canucks are going to be in the playoffs. If they're the same as they were last year, we're going to be knocking so on the you're door. Still, so you're still on the knocking on the door. You'd rather yeah. say knocking on the, the door to yeah. commit the playoffs. Should we make a bet on this? Sure. Yeah? What do you want to bet? If I was a gambling man. You are a gambling man. And I man. am. Yeah. I would make a bet on this. I don't know. I lost a recent bet that really hurt me. That's hurt me. Toronto Rafters. That one hurt. Don't you feel kind of shitty, though, to be the guy betting against the Canucks making the playoffs? Yeah, I do feel shitty about that. And I don't want to, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to bet on them making the play, not making the oh, playoffs. Oh, now you're, you're, no, re- I don't want to do <laughs> you're that. Redacted. No, I just, I'm just saying they're just not, I just not, it's not a given that this we is a playoff We got a flip flopper here, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. He's it's squirming. Not- <laughs> you should see him squirming in his seat right now. No, all I'm, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is that I'm not, ready to commit right now and say this team's a playoff team 
they fucking definitely look better and they're going to be more entertaining and they're they're way deeper but it's still it comes down to can pd and brock take can the you tell step? me who is better than them in the pacific division in the pacific division yeah can you tell me who's better than than this team right now in the pacific division vegas like legitimately vegas vegas um san jose san jose yeah um that's about it i guess yeah Right? Maybe yeah. Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. Yeah, yeah, okay. Calgary won the won the Western Calgary's Conference last goaltending year. got worse. Yeah. Right? They did win. Yeah, they did and win, then they, they got... They did win the West But last then they year. got thumped <laughs> out in the first round in five games. It's true, they did. Right? They did. They were, maybe it's just because they were waxing a week. But you, a you, see what, you see what those young kids on their team have done, right? Yeah. Uh, Monaghan, Goudreau, that's what we need from our guys. No, and I agree, but I they mean, have to be ninety we, to one hundred points. We scores. saw that last year yeah. from our players, from our young guys, but yeah. they didn't necessarily always have that extra support. I like this. This top nine is is way better. Yeah, way better. Okay, but you know what I mean. That like, I know what you mean. Like Gaudreau almost had a hundred points. Okay, so we need that. We need talking, that from Pedersen. If we're talking three teams in the Pacific and the Canucks. Come in as the fourth. They even have a wild card chance to make the playoffs. I yeah. really do think that this team could potentially even finish in that top three in the. Pacific. But that West is tough. So, or the uh, central, the central, which usually takes the wild cards. Right? Yeah, I just don't even understand how the Blues won the cup. Really, like looking back on it, with hot some goalie. of those other teams. Yeah, hot goalie is probably the biggest thing. Probably. Thank God he didn't win the Calder Trophy. Do you think the Jets make the playoffs next year? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What about, um, like, everybody's talking Colorado. Big game, Colorado. Nashville. I'm not as high on Colorado as everybody else is, but, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get I get it. Nashville? Yeah. Dallas? They're going to be good. Yeah. Dallas is good. St. Louis so is going to make, St. Louis Louis make the playoffs? I don't know. See, this is tough. Are the Canucks better than those teams, any of those teams? Are they better than Nashville? Well, here's the thing about, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if Nashville is that good. You think Duchesne's going to solve those power play woes? Maybe. A little bit. Maybe. But Nashville's power play was abysmal. Yeah. You the know? defense, though, Pekka, so Pekka good Rene is getting older every year. Well, didn't and, he win the Calder not last year but the year before? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not oh, sorry, Calder. the Vesna. The Vesna, yeah. sorry. The Vesna. But, I mean, his playoff performances have, haven't been that good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, like, I just don't know about that, that, uh, that central as far as things are concerned. I think Minnesota's out of it now. Yeah. I don't think the block the Blackhawks had a pretty good run towards the end of last season there. They did. Have I think the Blackhawks are better this year too. I was looking at their defense. I think it's better. That Yoki Haru trade for Alex Nylander, yeah, what do you think of that? That's interesting. Really, really interesting. Uh Nylander was the eighth overall pick a few years ago. Yeah. Uh Yoki Haru, which we've seen him a few times here. He played with the Portland Winterhawks yeah. for a little bit there when they were making a run. Uh, and we saw him at the World Juniors, we too. Did. He's a smooth skating defenseman, but I, he's a little slight. So I feel like uh, the Blackhawks, uh, who they weren't great on the back end, to trade yeah. a defenseman away is very interesting. Well, especially when you had a chance to to get Bowen Byram this year. Yeah. Right? Who eventually, who who went to the Avs, right, and basically gave the Avs, like, the freedom to trade away a guy like Tyson Berry. A lot of, th- a lot of people think that Bowen Byram is going to step in and play for the Avs this season, which to me is, like, kind of crazy, you know? I think Byram was good when we saw him, but he never jumped off the page to me. 
uh, this year when when the Royals were playing against the Giants. Really? And I've I've said that oh. all season. I thought I was the one saying that, and you were calling me crazy. No, maybe we both said it. I don't know. I said it once, and you were you were like. Art Aronson doesn't speak for between the stammers on this one. <laughs> that was when no. we were talking about Byron Bowen being drafted. If we go back with uh, Faber there. I I I think Bowen Byron is, was the best defenseman in the draft, but it doesn't mean that um, I think he's ready to play in the NHL. Okay. Uh, but, like, they did get Calvin DeHaan there in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Murphy's a good defenseman. Uh, Gustafson got way better this year. And uh, they got Mata as well. So I think they are better. Are they a playoff team? Maybe not. I don't know. They got better in net, too. They brought in Robin Leonard. Alex Nylander, to me, is just a weird a weird trade for a guy like Yoki Haru. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I think Yoki Haru is the better player. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll I see. feel like we didn't know enough about Yoki Haru. And I don't think the Blackhawks did either. And they jumped the gun on this already. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, that's about all I got, Curb. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I I don't know how I can convince you to say the Canucks will be a playoff team next year, and I don't know if I need to. Do I feel good about them making good good about their chances at making the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. Are they a playoff team? I hope so. We're better than Arizona. We're better than Edmonton. Like I honestly believe that. I think we're better than both those teams. Yeah, I think we're better than Edmonton for sure. Right? Yeah. I think San Jose is gonna be better ma- than LA. We're better yeah. than Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim's a dumpster fire. Yeah, they might be the worst team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think San Jose is gonna take a step back with losing a guy like Joe Pavelski. Losing your captain is gonna be a tough, a tough one. And I think that power play will suffer a little bit because of it. Yeah. That although um, they got the LeBlanc guy on a nice contract. Fuck! You couldn't get. How did that happen? So he signed for one year, like one, one, like just a, like a million dollars or something. Yeah, it was like one point two yeah, or something. One point two, yeah, yeah. And he had like forty points this past. Kevin year. LeBanc. How did everybody else not like? He, that's just a must. I want to stay in San Jose because San Jose is a rad city and awesome, and I like my team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know how Doug Wilson does that. Like, I don't know. Like, he must be like. The best salesman of all time when he's negotiating these deals with not only players but their agents. If I was a bank, I'd like fire my agent right now and be like, "What happened here?" I did see a good tweet. You know? Someone tweeted out like, uh, "Kevin LeBlanc needs uh, better representation." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's worth way more than that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the West is uh, the West is fun again. Got muffin all over my hand, Art. Carrot muffin. Carrot muffin. Yeah. Yeah. Between the Stammers, it's July 10th. Caleb Kirby alongside Art Aronson. I meant to say that earlier. <laughs> yeah. I just got into the Furlan. Well, it's big talk. news. Talk, yeah. It's big news, and I'm pumped. So let's end this. All right. right? Where can we find you? At uh, Curbman23 on Twitter. You can email us at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. Art Aronson? Yeah, at Art Aronson on all social media platforms. Thank you.